Hi, I'm Marla Goldberg, and this is Guided Spirit Conversations, a podcast to help inspire, motivate, educate, to give you some tools and techniques to help you transform your life's experiences, to be able to live the life you were divinely meant to live. And today's show is going to be a little bit different as I've received some emails and some questions via email that I want to respond to. So here goes. Jeannie says, I love your podcast. Thank you, Jeannie. I've used a couple of the tools you've shared and they've helped me. I have moved through some things that I had been feeling stuck in and now I'm feeling freer and happier. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jeannie. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen and not only listen, but to try some of the the tools and techniques that have helped myself and the guests that I have on. So I'm happy that it's worked out for you. So the second email is from Cindy, who wrote, Loved your interview with Lynn Cochran Murphy. Are you going to be having more guests? So, yes, the answer is yes, 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 yes. And I'm so excited about what's coming down the pike um, on our podcast schedule because we've got some fun and amazing individuals, some who have gone through the dark into the light, most of us have, and are able to share some phenomenal information and pearls of wisdom and tools and techniques. So yes to that question. Thank you. And the next question comes from Daphne, who wrote, will you ever have a live show where I can call in? And I'll say to that, Yes, Daphne, we're working on that right now, and hopefully my producer, Brad, and I will be able to get that going in the not-too-distant future. So, okay, I am going to start with something that I had just found out about. This person who's in my life in a professional capacity had recently shared that her husband, out of the blue, approached her one day and said, I'm done with the marriage. And she packed up her three little kids and moved to be with her father in another state. And I will share with you, I feel her pain. Uh, I'm empathic. I do feel others' pain. But I do because I understand how, how hurtful it is when somebody is blindsided, not realizing that there's a problem in their situation. And it doesn't make a difference if it's romantic or professional or even friendships. Um, When you're not made aware that there's an issue to work, either work through or for some closure, it's very painful. And so to this individual and to those of you out there who have shared with me the same situation or similar situation and those who haven't shared but are going through similar situation. First of all, I will sh- I will share my opinion, strictly my opinion, by saying that the person who decides to exit a relationship without having a conversation to share where their unhappiness lies or why they want to do it, I think is cowardly because it's so hurtful and you can't, you then start questioning yourself. What could have I what could I have done differently? What could I have been better at? You know, was I not a good enough wife? Was I not a good enough friend? Was I not a good enough mother? You know, did, was I a nag? What 
And I don't think it's probably all those things or any of those things. I personally think that the person, if they do not have the decency, the consideration, the respect to have a conversation with you, the other part of the relationship party, to give you a chance to either change things uh, in the relationship and work on the relationship together to make it better, or if they really truly are done. And again, it doesn't make a difference if it's uh, professional, personal, or just a friendship. Then I say the onus is on the person who does it. It's all about them. It's their stuff. And it's almost like a mantra to remember. It's not me. It's you. It's not me. It's them. Because if somebody is going to be selfish enough to just take an autonomous action without communication, then my belief is, and then what I'm hearing actually Spirit saying, it's not about you, it's about them. And so I share that. I read this entity named Bashar, about, and he um, he's channeled by a gentleman by the name of Daralanka. I think I have that name correct. And Bashar says about relationships, a relationship is a relationship till it's not a relationship anymore. And it goes along with the whole saying of people come into our life for a reason, season, or a lifetime. And what, I told, what I've been told by spirit is that look for the pot at the end of the rainbow when something like this happens. Because though it seems dark and scary and painful, if you look to find out where, where the gift or the lesson or the opportunity is, you will find it. There's a reason that this is happening. And there's a growth opportunity definitely in this. But there's also something else out there. And it's up to the individual to, to try and look and see what it is. But trust when I tell you that there is a lesson, opportunity, or gift on the other side of, of um, that veil that when you come out of your grief and mourning and you're able to clear your mind, you will find it. And know that I am sending you all prayers and heartfelt love for your healing process. Okay, well, I am going to get into my first email question. And this comes from Jackie. And Jackie says, my life seems to be a mess. My boyfriend acts like he doesn't trust me. He is constantly going through my phone, checking my texts, checking my emails uh, to see if I've got somebody on the side. Recently, his phone went off and there was a text message from another individual and it was intimate. She didn't mention if it was sexual or not, but she just said it just seemed warm. And I realized by going through his phone that he has been having a relationship of sorts with another individual. So he has been projecting onto me what he's been doing. Any thoughts? And I say, yes, I have a lot of thoughts, Jackie. <laughs> First of all, my belief about any relationship is trust. And that 
a really great relationship is based on trust. And if something happens that breaks the bond of trust, or if the trust falters, that you have to look at your relationship and see the where and why of it. Now, if somebody's accusing you of something and projecting onto you their fear that you're going to cheat on them, and yet they're doing something behind your back, my suggestion is you need to, first of all, put boundaries around somebody going through your stuff because I don't believe that anybody has the right to rummage through anybody's phone phone calls or texts to see what they've been up to, or even email apps for that matter. And if they don't trust you, then where's the relationship? And you have to ask them, you know, if you don't trust me, what is it they were based on? I mean, their you know, relationships can be based on a lot of things, but those things can fall away. Trust and developing a friendship and, and, and mutual consideration are really important factors in a, for a successful relationship. And I also say, I would not allow him to go through your phone calls, your, your phone, you know, see who, you, who called you, who you called, your text messages, put the boundaries around that. And you have to learn to trust each other. And if there isn't that trust, then my suggestion and what I'm hearing Spirit saying to me is rethink the situation. So I'm going to leave you with that, Jackie. Uh, and let me know how it goes. Let me know if you've been able to work this out with this individual or if you um, have decided to move on. But I would certainly take the, you know, take the effort to do some sort of counseling, whether it's with a religious figure uh, or counselor, or maybe you're able to get heart-to-heart -heart talks happening between the two of you. But I would always make the effort to work through the relationship, and then if all else fails, I would rethink it. But thank you for writing in. So the next one, the next question I have comes from Grace. And Grace asks me, what does the term self-love mean to you? Have you always had it? And if not, how did you attain it? Okay. So Gracie, yes, I do have self-love today. No, I did not always have it. And so I'm going backwards, forward. But what, what does the term self-love mean to me? Well, it's a learning how to treat yourself with kindness, treat yourself with respect, with integrity, put those boundaries up. But it's really important in the way I look at self-love as learning how to accept yourself and not just say, yeah, 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 but really take the positive attributes that you have and the perceived negative one and treat them the same with the same love and acceptance, as I like to call it, with warts, wrinkles and all, because we all will get wrinkles at some point in our life. And it's learning how to, to, to say, yeah, I have those wrinkles, but you know what? I still love who I am because I know intrinsically what kind of an individual I am. And going back to, I did not always have it. Um, and some of the choices that I had made in my life are reflections of how I felt about myself at the time. I would have a great 
upon meeting me, you would think I was the most self-confident, loving individual, you know, self-loving individual, because I did have boundaries, but some of the choices I made were very, very questionable. And how did I attain it? Well, when my life absolutely hit rock bottom because of those choices I was talking about that didn't serve me, I... Um, I learned how to attain it through actually the first um, energy healing school that I had gone to. It was a three-year program, and I'm going to paraphrase, but the teacher's philosophy was you need to clean your own closets because before you can help cleaning anybody else's. So I had to work on my own issues and my things before I could take on clients. And so I did. And three years of a lot of hard work and a lot of looking myself eye to eye in the mirror and really realizing where some of my, let's say, weak spots were and learning how to build them up. And I will say that even though it's a daily practice to practice self-love, I am a 180 degree different person than I was back then. So it's possible. It's possible to Learn how to love yourself, as I say, with warts, wrinkles, and all. So, Gracie, I hope that um, this helps you. All right, I'm going to take a second for a charity shout-out. The first charity I want to shout-out about is Kids in Need Foundation. So Kids in Need Foundation, the mission is to ensure that every child is prepared to learn and succeed in the classroom by providing free school supplies nationally to most students in need. Their email address, I'm sorry, their website is www.kinf.org. And I think this is so appropriate, especially right now, as kids are embarking on the first days of school coming. If they haven't already started, they'll be starting soon, within the next couple of weeks. And... There are so many who have needs. And look, as I look at it, kids are our future. They are the power source. And to give them the upper hand by giving them an education really helps to build some amazing human beings down the road. So Kids in Need Foundation, one of my uh, charity shout-outs. Okay, so... The next question that I have is, how can you tell the difference between your intuitive messages and those that come from your thoughts? Okay, well, that's a great question. What I have learned is, now I'm very clairaudient, which means I hear, and I'm clear knowing. So I just have this intrinsic knowing about things, but I've become very uh, clairvoyant, which is visual. And I start, I'm starting to see more and more things. Um, and what I realize is when I'm speaking, if I'm talking about I hear this, I'm feeling this, then I know that that comes from spirit. If I say, if I say something in a more direct kind of way, like, I think you should, then I know that that's coming from myself, from my thoughts, from my ego, um, or just from the knowledge base that I have. All right, I am now going to give you my second charity shout out. 
And this is an organization that's really near and dear to my heart as I am a huge animal lover. And if I had my druthers, I would probably have 20 dogs and horses to take care of. But I don't, and I can't because where I live doesn't allow it 20, me to own 20 animals. But Paws Chicago. Paws Chicago is one of the first no-kill shelters around and I think that they do amazing, amazing work. And their website is paws, P-A-W-S, Chicago.org. And their phone number is 773-935-7297. What I love about this organization is above and beyond being a no-kill shelter, they do things to help foster adoptions. And I will give you an example of a couple of weeks ago, they had this amazing promotion where they actually waived adoption fees so that they were able to make room for new uh, animals that need adopting. And so by, by waiving those fees, they had adoption rate of over 100 in a three-day period. And over 230 foster home applications. How fabulous is that? Wouldn't it be great to be able to, if you can't have one on a, on a permanent basis, be able to take one in, give it a home, love it, whatever the companion is, and then be able to release it to its forever home? Anyway, Paws Chicago, a dear charity for me. And now... I'm going to the last question of the day. And so the question is said, how did you start to go down your spiritual path? Well, this is a long answer and I'm going to try to make it as succinct as possible. But um, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast that at a certain point I had hit the lowest of low points in my life and I didn't know where to turn Turned to what, didn't know where to turn, who to talk to, what to do. And I went to a women's conference. And in the women's conference, this woman was, this lady was talking about uh, how to heal yourself. And I thought to myself, well, I might as well try that. I'd love to be able to heal myself because everything else I had been doing to that moment did not reap any positive benefits. I was in a very bad marriage. And... I had been in talk therapy for a long time to try to work through it. But what I found out is, you know, though they say if you work and help help yourself, fix yourself, everything else falls in line, it was not working that way in my situation. So I went to this talk and everything that this woman said resonated with me. And she was having an informational day the following weekend. So I didn't quite understand what I was getting into, but I thought, you know what? Nothing else has worked. I'm going to take this one day and find out what it was. And I went up to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, spent the day, was open. I was trying to understand, but was having a hard time wrapping my mind around the concept, which was offering a four-day basic training, which would give more information and more intense training. So I said, okay, I'll sign up for that. And the first day, she had given us an exercise, and I had my first known psychic experience. 
And I was elated because I've had, I have a dear friend who is incredibly intuitive and she would tell me about her gut feeling, gut feeling, she was always right. And it's like, why isn't mine working? Well, I, today I know why mine isn't working. It's because I used to be so much in my head that I never allowed a spirit to come through and, and give me messages and for me to understand those messages. But it was during that three-day course that I really started to learn more about a spiritual path. And evidently, I ended up joining her three-year school and graduating and in the process learning 14 healing modalities. But as I said earlier in the show, I had to clean my own closets before I could clean anyone else's. That alone, I mean, think about it. If you had a room full of clutter and you cleaned out that clutter, how wide open that room would be. Well, I became that, that wide open room. And that's the beginning of my spiritual journey. As I start to conclude the show, I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast and to those who have written in. Thank you so much. And I ask that if you like the podcast that you subscribe to it. And also, if you'd like to reach out to me, please email me at guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. I would like to give a shout out and thank you to Brad Parsons, my engineer, and Teresa Scott-Reed, my assistant. I also want to say to you that I am sending you joy, peace, and love. Till the next time.